This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We watch Kirk Cameron, colon, connect. And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Well, aren't we nasty today? <laughs> There's music again. Yeah, you can hear the music again. I just kept my favorite ones in there. Yeah, baby. Loser's another word. My You got me straight gripping. Yeah, baby. Speaking of TV. Oh my God. Which is closer to reality of life and politics? Which TV show? The West Wing or Veep? <laughs> oh, probably Game of Thrones. <laughs> Unbelievable. She knows well, the most popular show. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Jillery. You're Jillery. <laughs> I'm Chillery. Yeah, just chillin', Chillery. And this is Good Christian Fun. That was, of course, a drop in which Hillary Clinton compared politics to Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. She's with it. She's She's fun. a comedian. <laughs> I'm always saying this. Have you have you read her book? No, I haven't. There's one portion in which she said at the Trump rallies they chanted lock her up, lock her up. Just like they chanted shame at Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones. Oh, so it's her. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that's her avatar. Yeah, that's kind of her go-to. <laughs> Game of Thrones. References. She's like the pop culture reference lady. She's like now. everyone's talking about it. Why yeah, that's I right. Weave it. In? I'll hop on. <laughs> there, there is. Ooh. Okay. Speaking of raised by TV, yeah. I'm just gonna keep talking about TV. Yeah. There is a parody short from the year 2007 of Bill and Hillary Clinton reenacting the finale of The Sopranos. I'm not kidding. What? It's when they're choosing the campaign song for her campaign in 2008 that was doomed. And they go into like a little diner and and uh, Bill Clinton's like, oh, Chelsea's outside parallel parking. Let's get some onion rings. And they talk about <laughs> Smash Mouth. And it's like a shot for shot Smash Mouth. of the Sopranos finale. Oh, so wow. everyone go YouTube that. It is a gem. Wow. Then maybe that'll be a drop. In, that sounds hilarious. In the, it was really funny. <laughs> I like it's that. It's my favorite sketch. I like that <laughs> It's my favorite sketch. Yeah, it was branded for Funnier Dies, for Gushers or something, I think. Sorry, I forgot to turn this off. Oh, that's right. Because we were just chilling with some Beyonce. Good yeah. Christian fun, of course, is is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian music, movies, entertainment, question mark, for and by Christians. Media. But listen, we don't want to be weirdos about it. We don't want to be freaky deaky about it. We just want to have fun. We don't want to make you feel bad for what you believe. We don't want to make you go to church either. Let's just have a little fun. It's okay. It's all in good fun, right? That's right. You know, we're not, we're not a shameless front for getting you saved. I don't care if you're saved. I, I, I prefer if you weren't I saved. I prefer if you weren't saved, because you'll probably keep listening to this show. <laughs> uh, but we have a very special guest for a very special topic. The topic today is Kirk Cameron, colon, connect, yeah, which is the name of the movie. Colon, connect. It's not connect. It's Kirk Cameron, connect. On mm. iTunes, on Netflix, on every platform, it's Kirk Cameron, colon, Did connect. Did he think people would forget he's in there? 
Yeah, I think that was the deal. Because honestly, I thought it was just like an above the title contractual thing. But the contractual thing is like Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Kirk Cameron, Colin Connect. What an auteur. We got a very special guest. Let's introduce her now. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know her from freaking The Big Bang Theory or freaking uh, Crashing or Harvey Street Kids or her podcast Freedom Raised by TV or with special guest Lauren Lackius. Ladies and gentlemen, give the hell up for Lauren Lackius! Oh my god, this feels amazing! Hello! My credits have never sounded so good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your credits have never been read before a guy goes uh and then um there was yeah. another uh said big bang theory first <laughs> that was first I'm on known. my list <laughs> first on the list amazing also no, from the characters also from jurassic world we can just read the imdb but the big bang fans they remember they remember every it's single a big crossover they yeah, stand yeah. a big bang legend yeah they do <laughs> all on lauren lapkiss <laughs> Do you feel like that's one that people pick up on usually when they they stop you? They're like, you were on Recently, PBT. it has been a thing, and I was so surprised because, I mean, I've been in a handful of episodes, but to me, it, I mean, I don't, I just it's didn't just, know. It's just one of the things you I just you didn't do. know. Yeah. yeah. They scream cool. bazinga in the sheets. We're in the streets. <laughs> I scream it in the sheets. Okay. My <laughs> it's apologies. part of my contract. Yeah, sorry. That was an yeah, off-mic yeah. discussion. I'm sorry Man, for bringing that up. you had to definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I want to. No, I Legally. want to. Oh, oh, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It feels right. CBS. Young Sheldon. Lauren, thanks so much for joining Thanks us on for the having show me. Yeah, thank you. today. Now, what is your like background in history with religion um, and Christianity? Okay. Well, my Christianity is basically none. Zero. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I actually have enjoyed some Christian music. I had a friend who was kind of swept up into Christianity in high school, and she um, enjoyed that stuff. And that that's a whole different story, which I will tell you about if you want to hear. Oh, sure. Yes. But, um, my background with religion in general is that my my mom was raised Greek Orthodox, and so that's the only church I ever went to, just for like when I was um, baptized, and then like for Christmas and Easter when I was growing up. But okay. at a certain point, I fought back and said I didn't want to go, and then I stopped going. Made it fight you? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound like much of a fight. Yeah, I was like, like, I don't a, want to. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's like fine. it was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it something they talk about at home? Like, oh well, don't do that because the Lord's watching or anything um, no, like that. No, no, okay. my parents were like that. My dad went to Catholic school for high school, and coincidentally, my husband went to the same school as my dad. Oh, weird. Yeah, in Chicago. Do so you think that had something to do? with it yeah i yeah. think like maybe god yeah <laughs> made that right. happen. do you think your husband is your dad he, I, okay i don't want to think that <laughs> for okay, many reasons just, just make sure <laughs> no i had a similar thing happen a, a, a girlfriend of mine in high school i found out went to the same high school as my mom that's so crazy growing up yeah, yeah. in the it's same a year cool connection yeah same year okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me your girlfriend that's, what I'm thinking. that's right yeah. um yeah so I my but we weren't very religious, particularly my family. But um, and yeah, my brother went to a Catholic school for middle school, but that was just kind of like a side choice. I went to public school, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I really don't. I'm not religious, and I don't have much of a tie. But I can really enjoy Christian music. And why my, is that? I don't know. <laughs> There's some. It's that? not like, for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's for everyone, actually. Um, but I don't know. I remember in high school, I discovered the fish, like the radio station. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> There's some rockers. There's some good stuff in there. It sounds like I, you like more Christian music than maybe Caroline does. I, this is blowing ways. my mind. That I There's one willingly. song I could sing if I could think of it right now, but there was one that I remember. But like, okay. what's that 
really popular one. Oh, the really popular Christian <laughs> song? Ooh, boy. I want to know you. Our okay, God wait. is in it, it, It's by Delirious. Okay. I want to say, question is mark. Delirious? Delirious question mark, which yeah. was, uh, that was Martin Smith. It was like an Australian worship okay. band in the 90s and 2000s. What's their top song? What's the song? Is it, I could sing of your Yes. Oh, oh, really? this oh my God, song. I okay. really like it. That's <laughs> good. It's like a little love song. Yeah. Like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. yeah. Previously on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> and they were singing of Dawson's love for a good amount of time. I feel like, yeah. This is like oh, 90s the 90s core. Your river loves and sung my day. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> yeah, that one's good. Yeah, but no, so my going to church experience as a kid was all in Greek. So I didn't really understand anything mm. or feel any tied to what was being said. So that was kind of a part of the distance, I think, was like, well, I can't even understand what they're saying. Like, did you want to, though? Like, what, what, how did you receive the ritual? Um, I le- I, what I thought was cool about it was that the churches were really pretty and like, it by having it being a different lang- language, I could think about whatever I wanted to think about and interpret it however oh, I wanted to. Oh, it was daydream to. time. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like there was a lot of that happening. Um, but yeah, when I was in high school, like one of my best friends became, like a, I guess, a born-again Christian. She just kind of like discovered and got really into it. And she was raised Jewish, but... Um, and then became she, like evangelical. Yeah, and she, well, she okay. was very, uh, it was like an interesting period because she was really like against a lot of our friends who were gay and it was like this whole like turn. Oh, man. And then she like, because she was dating a boy who was, I forgot, who she was dating a Christian kid at my school. And I did go to their like teen night one time. Oh, um, what'd you think of that? <laughs> it was actually pretty night. cool. <laughs> um, it was uh, at night, which was neat. That's cool. And um, Church is during the day, were, but this, <laughs> this is different. It's pretty crazy. And they were all like skater boys like there was like a kind of crossover there with like the punk kids a little bit yeah this is like mid-aughts exactly yeah so is that i don't know was that like a normal thing in that yeah there's like a lot of scott culture yeah yeah scott yeah Mm -hmm. exactly it was like there was a lot of crossover there Mm -hmm. and uh so i remember going to that because that was her boyfriend's deal like the friday night (laughs) thing or whatever teen group and uh yeah but then eventually she came around to the other side of it and uh, she's, uh, I mean, on her own spiritual journey at this yeah. point. But at that, that was a pretty strong turn. That yeah. was hard for us as a group. Because where is this geographically? In right outside of Chicago in Evanston, Illinois. It was a pretty liberal town, and um, like, I mean, there are plenty of kids who are religious. But I mean, it was just like in my friend group, it wasn't really a thing. So then, for someone to come in and be like, "Actually, God says you're going to hell," it was like, "Whoa!" Whoa. Like, now we have to like react to that. You have to contend with that, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, it's uh, not some girl on the street. It's yeah, like a it's like friend of love. yours. Yeah. So. so it was a hard turn for a second big, there. Yeah. Do you feel like she was invested in trying to get you to become a Christian? Or do you feel like she had a light touch with that? No, yeah, it wasn't really about all of us doing it, but it was a bit judgmental at the time. And yeah. I mean, I it's hard. It's that's such a specific situation with somebody sure, who was yeah. like, yeah, she was just like f- learning all of this stuff and then going like, well, mm-hmm. wait, if I, if I like him and I want to do this and I believe in these other things and mm-hmm. actually all my beliefs have been wrong this whole time. And yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's intense. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I actually follow a lot of, um, Mormon mommy blogs. Okay. I, I was going to ask you I've about that. Lo- okay. I love these blogs. Yeah. They're interesting. I, there are some women I've been following for like 10 years oh or more. Gosh. Yeah. I really have been like on this for a while. Do uh-huh. the mommies, do the mommies still have blogs or is it just long Instagram captions? The, well, they do both. Okay. They have the blogs because I think posts. they get um, money through the blogs somehow. At this okay. point, a lot of them have advertisers and stuff. And then mm-hmm. their Instagrams are also now turning into a lot of paid. What's the most yeah. common advertiser among the mm. Mormon mommies? 
Is it baby stuff? Squarespace. Always? A lot of baby stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that like household um, items okay. like cleaning supplies. Yeah. Okay. Um, like all natural cleaning stuff or whatever. Yeah. Or like <laughs> uh-huh. method or whatever. Or like the apron <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'd be so yeah. interested in like what corporate people think like yeah and there's yeah there's so much of it where i'm like i don't know how they're making money but they have clearly leveled up as this has gone on Mm. and sometimes i think it's like they get speaking engagements or they they book deals like they have a lot of my books but um and then i was really obsessed with recently the roll-offs from little people big world oh yeah so audrey no, oh. they're Christian. Oh, okay. Audrey and Jeremy, I believe, are Christian, and they're the young couple, like the children of whatever the parents. Jeremy was one of the kids. <laughs> children the of the parents. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're on the right Wait, track. Wait, Jeremy was like one of the sons. One of the twins. Okay, he was the the tall twin. Okay, okay. And he married Audrey, and I really enjoy following them. I think they mm-hmm. have a really. They're both very attractive, and they're fun to look at on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But then someone messaged me and said that they are really. Um, anti-gay marriage and I knew that they were religious but then that's where I have a hard time because I'm like I can follow you to a point yeah. and then I felt like there's a point oh, it's hard time. that yeah well I, but that's a huge thing for me for you to not agree with me on so yeah I, I don't know if I can just lightly enjoy your other especially stuff. when it's kind of insidious that way where yeah. they like secretly believe that and are purposely not telling yes. people about it very often like you have to find it through ambiguous ways yeah like someone let me know and I guess yeah. there was th- I, then they linked me to something where there had been a um, a post that Audrey had made where she was promoting this book that they wrote all about their relationship and it's supposed to be like a marriage guide for people mm. and she then said like it's not for people it's, in homosexual mm. relationships she said explicitly yeah oh, and then she deleted that Okay. Because people probably reacted negatively. Well, we're finally at the intersection where it's not as commercially viable anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's finally gotten there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because we've had that issue, I mean, with, like, churches we had gone to in the past or, like, considered is you can like them and maybe enjoy them and even they like seem really open and engaging and everything and then you find out later that like secretly buried deep in their doctrine mm-hmm. they like wouldn't officiate a gay wedding if you were gay you couldn't right. be on staff you know but they would like love to have you and they'd baptize yeah. you and do all this stuff and it yeah it really causes a lot of like ethical conflict yeah yeah, yeah that just happened recently with the celebrity was it Chris Pratt who Chris Pratt's did you talk about that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah God is real yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of confusion over his messaging uh-huh. unfortunately yeah yeah. I think Justin Bieber's church too. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of doesn't like, matter. What? I didn't know, and I don't care. It's all about <laughs> the gospel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that said, though, it poses an interesting question of like, you're going to go see a Marvel movie mm-hmm. that stars Mr. Pratt. Yeah. Is yeah. that cosmetically different than like following a blogger? Right. The count believes the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. We're I mean, just like I used won't to go it in see that space. the movie anyway because I don't care. You won't? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's outside of my wheelhouse. You don't have three hours to spare? <laughs> oh my God. I did see the Marvel, what is it? What Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel. I was going to say Marvelous it's called. Mrs. Yeah. Captain Marvel? Yeah, Captain oh, Marvelous yeah. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, I, I really enjoyed her performance, but I, it's really not my my thing. Yeah. But so no, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back to these Mormon mommies. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, to the heart of the issue. What? Yeah. What is engaging about them, and like, how do you feel when you like come up against probably their more like more like overtly religious posts and stuff like that? Yeah. So there's one family, um, the Nielsens, who I've been following. That's I've been following them since like oh, at least ten years, I would say, and they are really fascinating because they're they the mom 
had a blog and it, back in the day and it was like really popular. She was she had a beautiful family, very anthropology looking, you know, okay. everything was mm-hmm. like perfect. And then she was in a plane crash, a small plane with her husband and then the pilot. Mm. And the pilot died and then they both survived but she had burns over 80% of her body and so that's actually where I got hooked on the blog because a friend of mine told me like, I was following this person and then this just happened to her Whoa. and so like her family was taking over for the blog and while she was recovering and then I've been following ever since and with her recovery which has been really fascinating because it's amazing to watch somebody like come so Heal close to death and then, yeah. yeah and she ended up having another baby after that which that she wasn't sure was possible and mm. so it's been very cool to watch um and I, i'm very inspired by her story but um yeah every once in a while they'll she'll have like a very like religious post um that most of the time it's just like what they're doing every day and she just updates us on her mm-hmm. life every single day which i've been aware of every <laughs> single day for the last 10 years crazy it is like disturbing actually <laughs> to say out loud like, and yeah <laughs> i've watched these kids go from like little kids <laughs> to like high school grown up like, with them yeah, yeah it's so uh-huh. weird um but i i feel like i usually just breeze right through those okay. like those are the ones where i'm like just skip them. <laughs> yeah like, all right she like tells about the book of mormon and stuff and like uh-huh. sometimes i'll read it because i'm curious i think it's interesting but i mean it's it's not really something i'm gonna pursue at all so can just kind well, of not yet. let's not you well, know, not we're, yet. we're, you know, we're not getting ahead of ourselves honestly life is long <laughs> we haven't gotten to the last half of the podcast yet, where maybe uh, we have a surprise for you we might have <laughs> literature under your seat Ten mormons <laughs> we may, it's 10 yeah specifically 10 uh-huh. how many mormons does it take to a convert one person it takes 10, yeah, ten. <laughs> that's the answer so yeah okay so at this point in your life what's it all about man yeah i mean i feel I feel like I'm a spiritual person. I don't I I don't connect to a specific religion, but I I feel like I believe that there is a something out there, but I also kind of classify myself as an optimistic nihilist in that like I don't know that there's anything, but that's cool. Nothing and matters like, in that rocks. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something really nice about that. Um it kind of gives me a sense of peace because I don't have the answers for what anything is, and so the idea that it could be nothing, I think could be really scary to people, but for me, it, it does kind of make me feel like, well, if it ends then, that means there's no pain for anybody I know who's passed away. There's no pain for me. And my existence stops in my mind and mm. people can remember me on earth, which hey. is kind of cool. I do like the idea because pe- people don't usually frame it in the sense of no pain. Yeah, yeah. As far as like nihilism stuff goes, it's just like, I guess there's nothing and that's it. And so he's framed in more negative terms like that because that's what people say about heaven as well. Yeah. It's like, there's no pain in heaven and yeah, mommy doesn't thing. have rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. yeah so, if it, so if it is indeed the same thing, it's not like, it's not a different kind of hope. It's the same kind of hope. Yeah. Like and that. it's like a lack of consciousness that's like beautiful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> consciousness dead. is exhausting yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about pain. that too like sometimes the idea of heaven and being conscious for yeah. eternity in whatever capacity even if you're very happy does sound like horrible eternity yeah. sucks yeah it's two. a really long time that you can't conceptualize <laughs> i can't ch- can i change i don't yeah. know like it's yeah it sounds very bad yeah i don't want to talk about it too much on this podcast because it will bum me out truly 
Because even if it's like you're there, you're not there, it's like doesn't mean anything Either if way, it's just forever. Right. God, isn't, if you're there if for there eternity. No stakes, isn't the best part of friendship that it will end at some point? So you're <laughs> maximizing from a fight it. Or yes. death. Right? <laughs> slow drift <laughs> away over the size yeah. of your cat issue, perhaps. I've mentioned this before, but the show Forever with Maya Rudolph and oh, Fred yeah. Armisen like touches on this because he dies and she's so sad, and then she dies too, and then they're both in heaven, and he's like so excited that she's there and then it's just the same problems they had on their earth marriage oh, yeah, and everything great. and then it and then it dawns on her too like this is fucking forever yeah and there's no end in sight it's yeah fun. yeah and so to see it really played out that way you are kind of like well i would need to have other stuff going on right or my mind as it is would go insane yeah so I yeah. could be won over to nihilism. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. be converted. There's a great YouTube video if you Google optimistic nihilism, and it really explains it in a way that made it really accessible. For yeah. Okay. yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I could do that too. I think the the piece, and not that I feel particularly connected to it, but the the piece of like justice for all the people who did have like just a total shit life while yeah. they were here, and nothing worked out, and it was bad, and then nihilism is just like, and it was bad because it was bad, and there was that's no tough. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's hard, but I also think like. Like something that is hard for me is looking for a reason for the bad things that yeah. happen. And so <laughs> to feel like the bad is as uh, likely or unlikely as the good mm. is kind of nice because I have no control and yeah. like, I can't go, well, that bad thing happened because I had to learn, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's okay. Like if something bad happens and you didn't learn something, <laughs> it just sucked. You can have a pointless, this is actually, yeah, this is a pertinent thing. Cause we were talking about like, Oh, was that a waste of time? Did I waste my life for like that many weeks or that many months yeah. or years of it? But the idea that it's like, no, it's okay. It was yeah. all a waste. Yeah. Is that the hope? Am I getting Not that, that right? Not that it was a waste. Yeah. Like, it can be as, I, I, I do think life is amazing and like worthwhile. And I, I feel very thankful for every moment, actually. Like, I feel like I'm very happy to be alive. I don't, I have no interest in dying. But like, I don't know. I don't, I guess going like, it, it's, I wouldn't say anything is a waste, but I don't know that there's a reason for it. But it's mm-hmm. still like, you can still feel like I enjoy it and I feel present and can feel all of the range of emotions. Mm. And that's cool. And that's worth, that's all it is. And that's great. So, so does that mentality make you, does that push you towards like trying to conceive of reason presently or does it push you more towards like, nah, there's no reason. That's okay. Moving on. I think my brain naturally wants there to be a reason for things. So like I'll try, I'll find myself trying to find a reason or like a silver lining or something like I learned that or like Mm. this was what came out of that. And sometimes that's helpful to me, but not always. And so I think in the times that it's not, I, I can turn to that sort of point of view and go like it's okay if it's not there's no reason like yeah and there's no point and okay so it almost functions more as like a comfort that you go to yes. more than like i wake up and it's like what's pointless today or something no, like, like that i think it's i feel like, like feeling the fullness of everything but feeling like neutral yeah about okay. like the bad things in a way i right? think yeah. when i'm having like a moment where i'm like why is this happening and i go nothing matters and then it's like cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like i can yeah. live through it you yeah. know i can still feel it yeah. and everything but yeah but it's not like i made a mistake and now i'm paying and for I, yeah. it and, and I, do I must correct this later whatever. not to jump to the documentary but there is some element of that in there where it was like i i kind of went oh it's not my like i didn't nothing is happening to me because there is some force that's making it happen i think that's that's where i don't relate mm. like when he was like the devil is trying to get Ooh, us baby Ooh, yeah. i was like 
I think actually that molester is trying to get yeah. you. Like, and that's real. But like, it didn't I help mean, you to see Kurt battling the demon I physically? I loved that scene. <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, I'll let you uh, get yeah, us we can there. Get there. Yeah. That's a good point, though. Yeah. And, and like, I... I don't know. I've talked to people too. And when I hear them, like even in passing be like, well, evil wants to win, you know, or they're like yeah, yeah. battling for this or battling for that or like God's battling for yes. this. I'm kind of like, that could be, I think it would feel the same either way. Honestly. Yeah. And, and I don't know and, if me feeling vindicated about something is like actually healthy for me. Right. Yeah. And that might be like, yeah, that might just be sort of like a toxic feeling. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like Jeremy uh-huh. and Audrey, believe that the devil um exists it, it, mm-hmm. yes and is trying to break up your marriage all the time so oh, they right. i listened yes. to their podcast a bit and um <laughs> i like to deep dive well i was like let me hear you know I mean, there's always something to learn and um they moved to la and it was a really fascinating story about them their move to la and all these things that went wrong but they believed that the, the part where i went like whoa is they believed that the devil was the reason all of these things were happening Mm -hmm. and it was a test to their marriage if they could get through it and uh i just found that really fun to imagine the (laughs) devil (laughs) going like you're gonna sprain your ankle when you're moving and like (laughs) like, it's just like like, his tactics are so petty i know like like, you're gonna lose your wallet yeah gonna find you out a bad little devil aren't i i'm being extra nasty today it's a really fun image of the devil like one trying to specifically screw me over like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's really naughty. Like, but it's yeah, like petty it, miscommunication. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Misunderstandings. Yeah. But I heard that all the time, like that, you know, if you and evangelical Christians love to be like, the family is the rock of society and like the cornerstone of everything. I think the rock is the rock of society. Personally. I've always said that. Thank I agree you. that. Thank you but also, for doing that. Yeah. A family man. A father. Um, but, but he I also, is. I, I just picture him on his Instagram holding his tiny little baby so which, which he She's called so the pebble. Oh, that's just good branding. That's great branding. Yeah. Anyway, but I heard all the time of like, yeah, the Whoa. Uh, like the devil wants the to God destroy. The God police is coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, take me, lock me up. <laughs> um, but the devil wants to like destroy marriages and wants to like break apart families. Yeah. And it, I think it was a way of like understanding why Christians could want to get divorced or would cheat on each other or <laughs> right. something like that. And it, you know, well, to me, the problem there is that you're putting the blame on an outside force for your own actions. Yeah. yeah like, to say like the devil made me cheat on you is like <laughs> I'm just as your wife I'm not going to buy that yeah. like that's a hard one or it like over dramatizes maybe the faults that you do have of like that I'm so weak like the devil was able to tempt me in this right. special Ooh. way and rather than just being like no you can own this and be like you were surviving or you were like being whatever and you can work out of that yeah of being like it's my it's my like big Achilles heel that he was playing on. Right. I've never once thought that anything that happened in my life was uh, the contemporary parlance is an attack of the enemy. (laughs) People don't say Satan and the devil. Like if you go to Zoe Church or like whatever, they say say like it's an attack. It's like an attack from who? Well, you know, like they won't, they won't quite get specific about that I kind of like that. Yeah. So it it kind of exists in like that vague space in a way. Yeah. So I've never once thought that, but that's my tendency to under-spiritualize rather than over-spiritualize. Although I totally get why they would start to make it vague because when I heard that, I think that might've been the first time I really heard that was on their podcast. And I was like, the devil <laughs> told you? Imagine like, learning about the devil on a podcast. Yes, <laughs> That's your first exposure. Well, like, I definitely what? heard about him. And, like, uh, I know he's, me? like, really, he's a fascinating creature. But um, I didn't know that sure, he could, like, great. yeah, I didn't know that he would, like, get involved in your relationship and be like, 
like puppeteering. You, you think know? I'm on the macro sense, yeah, right? I'm like, you know, yeah, like I'll hunger. see him in hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not like <laughs> expecting him to be meddling Spray in my daily ankle. life. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I believed in like demons for a really long time yeah. and I had like night terrors about them for a really long time. Oh, night terrors is the right term. Just being terrified at night. Um, yeah. yeah. Terrors that occurred at night. Yeah. yeah. Not night. Yeah. Terrors. Like falling asleep, like afraid of them. Yeah. 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 Like thinking they're trying to get in my room. They are in my room. They're waiting till I turn around. Mm. Like it was real monsters. Connected in my... to like religion? Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. Because like in Christianity or at least the kind I grew up in, like it was just taken for granted. Like demons exist mm. and they want to mess with you. They want to torture you. And if you're not completely full of the Holy Spirit and like with Jesus every second of your life, yeah. you're vulnerable to them. And so don't meditate. Don't do any. Don't meditate. Don't meditate. Don't do yoga. Meditation's kind of don't uh, like empty demonic your mind. adjacent. Because if you empty way, your mind, yeah. they can get in. And Interesting. Also, just like <laughs> even if you are saved, they're coming for you and like they want to mess with you. I'm kind of stuck on this meditation thing because I, <laughs> I sort of feel it. First of all, I find meditation really boring and I have tried to do it but I, <laughs> I I feel like if anything like when I get blank I feel generally happier peaceful yeah right? yeah yeah I don't know how that I don't I don't see I've, and I also feel like people who really promote meditation tend to be peaceful people right. who have that agenda more it's yeah there's peaceful demons yeah. Lauren as well oh, okay. yeah, we're not seeing the whole spectrum then. of demonology yeah I guess Christians see like that as like a new age practice and so if it's not explicitly christian and then you're also like messing with your mind that there's potential you're just going to get possessed i don't yeah, know and i guess maybe I don't, that they never really talked me through the steps <laughs> quiet i just kind of picked that know. up yeah i feel like um that i get that makes kind of a little bit of sense to me that all that stuff became very popular in like the 70s when people were doing like free love and all yeah. that stuff and like kind of taking those like, yeah, I think it's it culty for people or yeah. something. Whereas like prayer is like the Christian version of that, even though you're talking to God the whole time or something, but it is supposed to like calm your mind, yeah. get in touch with what you're feeling and thinking, or like you meditate, if anything, like on the Bible. So you just like think about a verse over and over and over. Yeah. Until, like, I mean, in my upbringing, it wasn't even like specific to meditation. Like the meditation is going to get you. It's like anything that's spiritual. That's not exactly this, whether it's like Oprah or anything. Oh, yeah, is yeah. Boo boo. Like, no. Right. Oh, wow. It's not going to work. I feel like Oprah's pretty religious. She says she's a Christian. Yeah. 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 She is. I love her. You yeah. stand Oprah, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have an Oprah air freshener in my car. Wow. <laughs> wow. It smells I good. see her all day. <laughs> I told you this. I had a moment after watching the, the Finding Neverland documentary, which yes. was. Yes. I haven't watched the Oprah funny. interview. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> then they had the, the kind of after show with her and the yeah. Victims right. and, oh, and yeah. a room full of, of like people who have been abused, and and not that I had a low opinion of her before, but I was watching. I was like, wow, Oprah's really good. She's <laughs> amazing. Like the Kevin discovered. I truly was like, oh yeah, like like the way she's like broadcasting, but she's still totally in control, and she was funny oh yeah in that little after show too she's amazing i mean one thing i do kind of like i love oprah and i've watched her my whole life but she had this episode that was all about um like child molesters and she interviewed them the molesters yes Mm. whoa and about their tactics and stuff oh my god really and honestly it stuck with me so much that i kind of 
was upset forever. I mean, like, I feel like yeah. it's like too much information. And, and so I sometimes blame Oprah for like the bad things that I know about. Yeah. <laughs> because she sheds light on like so many important things, but it's really hard, really hard topics that are, mm. especially when you're younger, like a lot yeah, to take Yeah, if you're not in. prepared to hear that yeah, as a kid, sure. to, to know about like abject almost insanity feels like from yeah. inside their head yeah. can just be like oh my god but I guess yeah. better her than someone else totally she can handle it <laughs> she can, she's she can the best she's great I mean I mean yeah. she is Satan's that's my puppet that's <laughs> what's it about <laughs> nothing yeah, she's a Christian she's actually a Christian well thanks for sharing your story Laura. yeah let's take a break yeah and we're gonna talk about Kirk Cameron Colin Connect and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun can't wait yay this HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Ready? Yeah, mm -hmm. hit it. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's dive into the topic. You ever hear that on the fish, Lauren? I'm into it. <laughs> it sounds like a Disney theme song. I can't believe you love Christian. <laughs> SCC sounds like Disney. Hey, I can make you a playlist if you want. And we I can honestly put something would not be mad. <laughs> Throw it together, yeah. Okay. We'll do it. Cool. Uh, but for now, Kirk, Cameron, oh. colon, connect. Okay. Growing pains. Yeah, of course. Was yeah. he a crush growing up? Absolutely. Okay. He's cute. Yeah, he's so cute. Um, I think my husband has some Kirk Cameron uh, looking qualities that I, okay, I kind I of see him see as a Mike yeah, Seaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky. Um, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Is this hair curly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. With the right cut. Um, <laughs> but, they have to style it every morning. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I loved Growing Pains. Total crush on Kirk Cameron. 
Um, really loved that he married his co-star, the woman who was his girlfriend on the show. I thought that was like just amazing. How old were they when they got married? By the way, oh, they were pretty young, right? They were not they old. Really young in yeah. there because he's yeah, and his kids are pretty old. Um, she she and him look roughly the same though. She is so they do. Beautiful. They have held up spectacularly. Makes I think me mad. I think he's in good shape. I went too. to his wiki like, and today's worth twenty two million dollars. Is this possible? Really? I don't know why what it would, would say that. I don't know. You're probably on celebrity now worth. No, is it was it on Wikipedia. Really? And then I was like, I didn't click any citations or I wonder if it's these movies. Cause like what was he doing? Post growing pains, and then before he became, I think he was out of the spotlight for a while. Yeah, like, so, so that must yeah. have been a financial. It was just about, well, he was fighting yeah. Satan in hell before he came back yeah. and he told us all yeah. about. He was it. training. So, do you know his backstory, like how he became religious? Because I feel like there was something. All I read was that he got saved while he was working on that show, and then uh, I read an interview where he said he actually like changed a lot, and he kind of regrets how he treated his co stars during oh, that yeah. time because he would just like peace out and not hang out with them and go to church. Okay. Oh, really? oh, how he treated them after the conversion. Yeah, yeah. So oh, they were they were still doing the show together and he like kind of severed relationships with a lot wow. of them. And so But that seems like that's something that happens when people get yeah, like, I mean, it fall, like, they, you and yeah, and they kind of like uh-huh. fall into it suddenly. Yeah, and it can kind of make you think everything else you were doing is wrong or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. I always feel like the people that become Christians later in life are way more severe. Hardcore, they're <laughs> yeah. hardcore than, because like, they think they need to overcompensate it. for. Or it's all new, and you are yeah. You're just like really, I think, excited about it or something. But in that case, I guess right. it's not that it's later in his life as much as it is. He probably felt the responsibility of a spotlight and yeah. like, I have a platform or I did have a platform. Or maybe like, like he felt bad for being a celebrity. Like that's like bad. Yeah. Like it's, he was probably pretty selfish yeah. before then. Wanting to be on TV and everything. I wonder if he had a Bieber like pastor too, who was also like, you know, Kirk, you're really important and you've got this, mm-hmm. you've got this platform and you know, you could really change a lot of lives. And You're saying you wonder if an older gentleman in Hollywood exploited a younger gentleman <laughs> in Hollywood for his own personal gain? Oh, I don't. I don't imagine I don't that buy happening. It. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. It might not have been in Hollywood, but yeah. But I'm, I'm really interested in his wife too. Like, yeah. was she Christian at the time, and then they were Christian together, or did they both grow in it together, or something? I think yeah. they she do have a documentary about how like their marriage works and how oh, it functions. Yeah. And oh, I love story and their testimony I and their purity and all that YouTube stuff. Clips, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they adopted four kids and had two biological kids, which I think is really cool. It is cool. Yeah, yeah. that was confusing in the like Big Little Lies finale at the end. Right of the movie. when they're all <laughs> running on the beach. <laughs> who are these people? Well, also yeah. there was a random middle aged man who was hanging out with them too, and I'm like third dad. I, I don't think know. that was a camera op. I don't think that was another. He was playing football. <laughs> Maybe another adoptee. Um, but his wife was adopted too. And oh, cool. I read that's why she was like passionate about making sure they adopted kids. That's neat. Which also, I think if you are a super rich celeb and you got the room in your house, you should. Oh, adopt. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, if you're a celebrity and you don't adopt, and you're listening, you're, you're canceled. Bad. <laughs> you're canceled. Farewell. Mm, Done. Bye. You're canceled. We won't be seeing you anymore. Amazon synopsis <laughs> for this one is in a social media centered world, the smartphone has become a cultural rite of passage for kids. But is that right? All wrong? Whoa. (laughs) How can this generation of parents blaze a new trail to equip their kids to thrive in an ever-changing digital environment while steering clear of the dangers that lurk nearby? With six kids, Kirk Cameron fully understands this dilemma. (laughs) So we went to experts and what he learned will enlighten, challenge, and encourage parents. And best of all, it can help strengthen your family. 
Yeah. Oh, that's um, pretty presumptuous as a synopsis. I have a lot of feelings he about it. He figured it out. Yeah. I feel like he, he fully understands it. I want that to be clear <laughs> to I the hope listener. So. He, he has got a handle it. on it. He's <laughs> talked to the experts. He knows what's up. He has. Um, I feel like the centerpiece of this that we should talk about are the five cultural lies. He the five about. cultural yes. lies. Um, because this movie is like. Oh, movie's a loose term. Documentary, I guess. Well, this film. I would say long story. Long, a long story. A long a longer than average PSA. story. Yeah. Like one of those Pixar shorts before one of the movies, yeah, yeah. but like maybe six yes. of those. Yeah. So he stops with like various experts, like a neurologist and then a, a dad and then um, I think a school psychologist. I forget the cultural lies. A pastor. That was. Anyway, yeah, a pastor yeah. and then even like a few people who were like targeted online for stuff and basically like gets a hold on the landscape of like technology today with these yeah. six people or so. By the way, shout out and thank you to our Patreon listeners who did vote for this movie. Oh, so above four other you. movies. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it won with 47% of the yeah. vote. Yeah. Super messed from up. Four other oh, well, the choices. second um, you mentioned you it, much. I was really interested. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Because yeah. that's always the challenge. It's like, sorry, we have to give you homework, but you don't have to do it if yeah. you don't want to. But then I'm like, no, yeah. I really feel like I would have watched this on my own. Oh, terrific. Yeah. I think I would yeah. kind of recommend watching it. You would. As opposed to Saving Christmas. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. Saving Christmas, I had to turn off. You watch? I tried to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you tried to watch that. Why would you watch I, it? Because it's right there with everything I'm interested in. So bananas. I'm like, wow, Kirk Cameron, what's he doing? I put on Saving Christmas. I was like, this is unwatchable. I literally could not get past the first time. It it's not fun. It's, yeah. not fun. it's the most like bananas thing ever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, and, and he's talking about how they gave all their kids smartphones real quick. Before I get to the cultural lies, sure. he said that a tradition for Mother's Day is instead of like the mom being treated and doing breakfast and getting gifts, Uh-oh. she insists on giving her children gifts for that yes. day. She loves it. Which is fine. <laughs> but to hear him talk about it, he said it like, and so we never gave her another present in the rest of her <laughs> yeah. life. Like, it was like very like, yeah, hey, like, that's what um, she wants to do. She wants to do. And, and just like so much of like, I love being a mom. Mom is all I do and all I've ever wanted. And, and it was all from his mouth. Yeah. Yes, and it yeah. was like uh, you could you hear should... like a muffled cry from off screen. Yeah. If yeah. Someone like he please probably help gives me. her presents too, but it was just kind I'm of sure okay. they work. Hey, we'll watch their YouTube and figure to me, it out. Like watching and listening to that, and that could be totally fine and her deal. To me, like being a you know a Christian woman, I was like, oh. I bet she gets so much praise for doing that as a Christian woman and like how selfless that even on her one day of the year that she's supposed to be appreciated. She's like, no, I couldn't. Don't, you know, is like depressing to me. Anyway. Um, have a moment. Let, have the, a let moment. your six kids Accept give you presents. It. There's yeah. six of them, and they're all teenagers. You have like a little basketball team full fun. of like little yeah. servants yeah. that can do errands for you. Yeah, I think that's tough for a lot of moms. Yeah, turn it off. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, he sits down with this one expert, this woman who kind of lays down, and she has had a lot of experience with. What's teens. her name? Doctor Kathy Cook. Yes, I Kathy say, Cook. Yeah. and I can't remember like in what capacity she'd had so much context with kids. She wrote a book about it. Okay, I don't know. if She has kids herself. Okay, she sounded like she hangs out with kids a lot and is like mm-hmm. really good. She sounds out. cool, honestly. Um, I love and her. She said, <laughs> she's my mom. <laughs> so she's sitting down and Kirk is just like nodding and just like soaking it up. He's so serious as he watches them. His interview like, style. Where it's, uh, my feeling was like, he's acting as though this is blowing his mind, but I feel like he should already know this stuff. <laughs> so I'm going like, I think he wants us to feel how he looks. Like, whoa, you should yeah. be reacting as if like, wow. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing about it is like yeah. usually the way 
interviews for like whatever news program or documentary shots just like shot reverse shot it's mostly a two shot yeah where it's just both of them at the same time so it's just a lot of wides of Kirk yes. going like yeah oh, totally yeah, well, yeah, 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 weird. yeah there's not a conceit either of like I've never heard this before right. as you're telling me it. he just sounds real dumb so number one I am the center of my own universe yes. I have a little clip for that I think so five lies number one I am the center of my own universe Bingo. Right. How many, you, how many kids do you meet that's, that's, that's exactly? Yeah. I am the center of the world revolves Bingo. around me. This is a very good and substantial contribution, Kirk. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Bingo. And, Restating yeah, the facts Correct. Over again. I've yeah. also mm-hmm. heard that. And then also, uh, like, of course, it's cell phones that bring about that idea. Yeah, but children have that idea <laughs> because everybody caters to them all the time, and that's how they see the world. They are incapable of doing things on their own. So it is revolving around you because everyone wants to make sure you get from and you, point they A have to point no authority B. yet. They have no authority. <laughs> so then the truth was God is the God center is of the, the universe. Center, yeah. Do you have Oh, and this and then was like so parents, you need to make sure you demonstrate this to your kids. Like if you have a decision to make, is the Bible open? Are you reading verses? Are you asking the Lord? It's like, no, we're going to buy a dryer. You know? yeah. <laughs> that part really did make me roll my eyes. And I was like, okay, was, wait, and they get it together. worse. Like I find these very yeah. dark, like the yeah. things that they are like accusing kids of. Number two. Number two. I deserve to be happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. Uh, it's a nice wish. Yeah. It was it was such a weird one for me too that they're like cell phones mean kids want gratification and they deserve to be happy and it's dumb that they think they should have happiness yeah. or something like that. It's like we could debate, you know, like if there's dark times in life or whatever, but like the innate desire to be happy is not like an evil thing and right. no it's not caused by technology that's like just people yeah that's something i had to figure out how to untangle like mm-hmm. what feels like two weeks ago you know what i mean <laughs> right. like it feels like it's something that carried on a long time into adulthood yeah it's like this inherent guilt of like no i can can i be happy is this okay or like the differentiation because the truth there as an antidote is that mm-hmm. i can have joy in all circumstances yeah which what does that mean i know i've heard mean- that so often growing up like happiness versus joy as if we all knew like what the semantics of that was that, yeah, that right feels away very specific and nuanced <laughs> but i feel yeah. like inside out covers it a little bit <laughs> like that can we talk about inside out for a little bit no. Friends? Sure. Okay, no. i mean i think what they're trying to say is like you should have maybe contentment or acceptance yeah no matter what the situation is and that like you shouldn't escape a bad feeling and try to be happy right away. But the way they paint it is like, you're so fucking selfish that you yeah. want to be happy right now. I do, I do like to imagine and visualize that they're talking about le- legit like a four-year-old. Like it's right. not like a teenage boy right. that's like, this shitty little guy thinks he has to be happy. Yeah. He has to learn joy. Well, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Number three is... Um, I must have choice. And that one, the example yes. she gave was horrible because she was like, it's like if you go to your grandma, or maybe Kirk said this, but you go to your grandma's house and she only has steak and you say, but you didn't ask me what I want. I want steak or chicken. It was just like, that's not really that's what not it. That's not it. That actually is manners. being a brat. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even, that example just didn't help me It didn't at make all. sense and I felt like they were purposely like misunderstanding what choices or like yeah. what rudeness is versus wanting to have options in your life. Yeah. Because, yeah. This is, okay, so here, 
actually on this one, number three, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I feel like the tragedy of this movie is that it scrapes up against really interesting questions yes. that are actually worth talking about yeah. and examining and are not relevant for just kids or just parents, but for everybody. And it scrapes at it and it kind of knocks at the door at it and then just flees into like the worst possible <laughs> <Yeah>. solution <laughs> or answer yeah. Yeah, the first. least helpful. Like one. the answer to all these is ultimately like either God is good or Satan is bad. There's not yeah. like that much yeah. stuff for like, so the idea that I must have choice, I feel like that's the only one where it's like, oh wait, do I kind of feel like, because I do, I do feel like the burden of choice does affect my brain chemistry on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And it's not even that, and not in the way that they're framing it though. Again, with like the dumbass. Well, yeah, like, like what do they mean? Like that I, what do they, what's the truth to that? No like idea. that I'm not supposed to have choice or that there are things that are determined I should go with them or like. So the, so my takeaway from it was just like that there is so much choice that it's overwhelming. But, but yeah, you're right. Like the truth being like, you shouldn't have a choice. Yeah. I guess it gets into this idea of like contentment because there's probably more widespread happiness because you're always, there's probably always like a low hum of FOMO in your life yeah. of like, because there is so much choice and like literally you could get on an app and date anyone in the world if you wanted to. Yeah. So then there's like, I guess this works or this is fine. And if there was less choice, there would probably be more happiness. But again, they don't unpack it that way. They just right. say like, eat steak. Yeah. Grandma made Grandma it. Made it. <laughs> it's such like an uncomplicated, yeah, weird way. And yeah, I felt the same way too. Like, I think it's right to talk about like your kids having issues with technology and how that may mess with their brain. But like, they're also purposely like pitting themselves against teenagers and children as if they were never a teenager that was selfish or something. Yes. And without like, without it technology. It must be the phones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also willfully like bad. Uh, yeah. And adults are on their phones a ton. Yeah. I was on mine the entire time I watched this. <laughs> so like, I, I was thinking, oh yeah, I should listen to some of that. I'm always trying to break up with my phone, but it's very hard. But like, it's not just a teenage problem. I understood why they framed it that way because... It, this is it's for the parents. point of the documentary. Yeah, yeah but, but still. it's parent yeah. point. Yeah, and it felt yeah, it felt weird to be like, why aren't we talking about like parents' cell phone usage too? And, and how, how that like, influences. You, yeah, and like, do you set that example? But the but the truth to that one was choice is a privilege, not a guarantee. Mm. Which is like Fine. okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just like, appreciate that you have yeah, choice. Yeah, I get. I I like can't think of an example that would be helpful for maybe someone listening could. But like, if they wanted to go to three colleges, but they only like, got accepted to one, and they like throw a tantrum or something and then they throw yeah. 15k over to usc and yeah it's like you can what? get whatever okay. you want so what's the big deal <laughs> number um, four is, i am my own authority again i think this is actually fine as like something their, to their example get was bananas well, i don't remember what the example it was, was. Okay, what was the example it? was like uh oh and the reason she thinks this is terrible is the kids think they don't need teachers anymore because they can look it up on their phone yeah so it was like i don't need to have a teacher telling me when the war of 1812 is, I can look it up and it oh, says Oh, I think I have this. <laughs> what they really need is wisdom. Exactly. They need, they need a parent, <laughs> right? Or a teacher or a pastor or somebody who has wisdom to know what to do with the information. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then they say like, we were raised to trust our teachers. I'm like, bitch, I no, you were. I doubt that. Yeah, I, like, like, yeah. I know my dad was Have you heard of Bart Simpson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you definitely were hyper respectful. Now this one like, really irked me in a big way because it's a really weird one and I feel like it's um, it's emblematic of like some pr- problems with the church too because why would she be so concerned that like kids are not like 
going to authority for information all the time. It's because they want to control the information that kids right. get and thereby like control younger people, control the next generation. Sure. And it's also, and especially because she specifically mentions pastors and how you should be going to your pastor for questions, not the internet. To me, that's like... <laughs> the internet doesn't know shit. Your pastor knows everything. I know. And and like, I think it's totally fine people going to people for wisdom for like older people, but also like, that's not what Jesus was even doing at the time. Like he wasn't going to the church leader saying like, know, tell me how think? to do it. He was like refuting them <laughs> yeah. all the time. And, and so this is like, this one was creepy to me of like, kids should never be having access to information that we can't control. Right. And I also think that like, something it feels like we're trying to teach kids now is that you are your own authority that you control your body and you can tell people no yes, like things yeah. that are positive that go along with that yeah um that that one dad probably would be happy his kid had authority about <laughs> sure, that molester sure. was coming to get him yeah. i know i know <laughs> that subplot yeah that was we can wild. get into that too yeah but the yeah but the answer to that was like you know god is our authority seek him for wisdom don't ever look up stuff online. Yeah. I don't know. This these and they like set these up as such like really good like practical truths that you can teach to your kids yeah. that just felt like so condescending, so like dishonest in a way whereas me as a kid I heard that I would be like, "Well, what have you? You know like I have a yeah. brain. What are you yeah. doing?" I know it's not quite that. It's because not, because like, the thing that was like kind of bugging me about it is that I do like the idea of not necessarily like my local pastor, but just the idea of like having not ultimate authority over what yeah. I do or think or like submitting to like what whatever it is like a sensitivity of a community or of like the greater good or like the other person in a relationship so that idea of like not having your own authority that I like but not in those like strict terms of like right. hierarchies yeah. and stuff yeah because like I, also not everything on the internet is good duh like yeah. there's a lot of really shitty stuff and but the a thing lot of it that rocks. they didn't talk about this movie that they could <laughs> have stuff. targeted ad have you seen <laughs> gifts <laughs> yeah they're great cat names would just be like basic internet literacy for kids right. I feel like it's something they could have talked about of like here's how you differentiate the truth or fiction or whatever and how do you tell if someone's actively preying on you mm -hmm. and how do you differentiate maybe you should have your guard up a little bit on the internet but also like enjoy the world's information at your fingertips is yeah. amazing they never got into that no it was well, just because fear. it's all it's parent stuff and it's like it it is uh we talk about the genre of dad porn mm. on this show a lot which like yes. because most of the stuff most of the stuff is created by fathers who are the heroes in yeah the narratives that's left behind Virginity also Kirk protectors joint like all I the mean, movies. Kirk Cameron's act out that he did his dramatization that was, of that's yeah. the yeah pure dad fantasy oh, yeah. right there the, and so unnecessary for the point. I was like that just <laughs> added the ten minutes to get it over it. an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if CGI the devil wants to come knocking on my door looking for my children. He shaved his head. He has a He's full beard. He shaved his head. He came to the wrong house. He's dressed like a warrior of some sort. But like with cargo pants. Yeah. yeah. Mad Kirk, Fury Road. Fury gone. <laughs> I'm yeah. gone. Uh, did you guys enjoy the Spawn Con for Chick-fil-A? That was just kind of... I love you. Oh, drive through. And what? then they served it gleefully on the beach. I was like, I yeah. get it. 
I know. Uh, that was not the only spawn con, by the way. There oh, was you're also talking about, and here's the cool part. The ad at the end? Because yes. you're part of the family. Full commercial. It became an infomercial. Yeah. So they're going to give you for four easy payment. Like he's breaking down. It looked like a Theranos design. It was amazing. Incredible. And I loved it because he was like, just text us your information. Like it was like, wait, you just told me yeah. not to send my information to the <laughs> I know, ether. I know. And now you want me to just give it to you for this free object. Yeah, and I'm okay, need. wink. Go to yeah. you know He puts his personal email in the lower yeah. third. Oh, okay, um, great. Oh, so also the other spawn con was youknowkids.com, which I did look up. Oh, yeah, Which yeah. was this father's website. Do you want to talk about that, Dad? A little okay, bit yeah. So, well, and I think in this interview with the father, Kirk Cameron illustrates some of his best interviewing tics and mm-hmm. tendencies. Oh, where he's a, mouthing the words of the person speaking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and just like, like, you know, active listening, like, tell me a story right now. So I went outside yeah. and I couldn't right. believe what I saw outside. because I saw right, a lot right, of birds right. yeah. and there were just bird. people right. having a parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> parade. And so uh, while underneath that, anytime he uh-huh. wasn't doing that, his tongue was moving in his mouth, forming the words that the person was Like saying. he was coaching them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What you say. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It's like this massive bill because this is before there's like unlimited texting and right. calling and so right. forth. And so the first thing that runs through our mind is, wow, our kid is in so much trouble. You know, he just blew up this bill. So right. Right, 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 right. right. A lot of that. So yeah, so there was a father who had a kid who like got involved, unfortunately, with like a child predator on the internet. So this the, was really sad. Yeah, but the yeah. dad really got to the bottom of it. He, it was, it was kind of a bummer because like the police sort of like we can't do anything about it, and the FBI was like we can't do. It. So the dad like got to the point where he found that guy's birth certificate, like the actual predator. He did the work. Needs. Like, yeah. He really did the work. I'm which pretty I really, impressed. Yeah, and at first I was like, oh, about this guy, but then I was like, okay, he's a hero. Um, yeah. And he like delivered that to the police and they arrested that guy. And like, Who was a middle school now. teacher, which was gross. That yes. sucks. Yeah. yeah, and so it was really sad and the dad was talking about like, how he didn't even know his kid had a Facebook account or was online or mm-hmm. even had all this stuff and how he, he had to like, Get drag all the information out of him until the kid was like, "Yeah, this guy messaged me. I don't know. It's creepy or whatever." And only and this is the kind of piece that stuck with me is like he only briefly says for a second like uh, it was a breakdown in our relationship that my kid felt like he couldn't tell me that I stuff. Know. And I Again, was like, "That's grazing against." They're the so issue. close. I know. I'm like, like that's interesting. That's, I mean, this is terrible that that happened, but also that's the bigger problem. Like, why didn't your kid think they could tell you about mm-hmm. their Facebook and their online activity and this guy that was creeping them out mm-hmm. or whatever? Can I? Um, Oprah hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the gift. Uh-huh. That's right. I know we need to do gift shreds another night. Um, can I ask a vulnerable question sure. of each of us? I wonder if we could, if we took out our phones and checked the screen time oh, part of our settings. Is that? Do you, we, I'll do it. Can we do it? Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, I don't it, care. Mine's been really bad lately. Are yeah. you going to brag about your screen time, I just, Kevin? No, it's not a brag because I don't even know what it is compared to yours. But okay, wait. Because, I have a lot. Okay. No, I have the worst. Um, we'll see. Today or this week? Uh, let's say let's uh, say the last seven days on average. Okay, last seven days. Yeah. Okay. Are we um, just talking about social networking or everything? We're talking about everything. Okay. Because obviously, again, this is a documentary where it's like it's almost getting at something interesting and something that we could all benefit from at least examining a little bit. Yeah. The Screen Time app that Apple put in their own phone has forced us all to do it in some it's way or another. It's disturbing. It's a little disturbing. I'm well, down 12% from last week. Um, I'm up 35% from wait, last week. Wait, where do you see that? So if you go from today and then you... Oh, my today, oh, I'm... Oh, when you... T- yeah. Oh, today I'm uh, I'm up by a lot. Hold on, where's that percentage? 
I don't know, but what's your total for the? That's your average. So my average, average for seven days. My average for seven days is five hours per day. Thank you. I'm at five thirty-three. Okay, Ooh. see, you're not that bad. But also, like, I know this sounds like a bullshit excuse, but I do do Need s- it social for networking for my, my job. job. My job. Yes. Yeah. And you do too. I, yes. And so, I feel that it's part of my job. Yeah. I also waste hours on it but i yeah. i do manage a couple accounts and right. you know what do you yeah. want yeah i do too but i know yeah. also it's, i also think your a social lot media of the time, manager at uh what domino's right <laughs> i do my own and i do wild horses a, and that national take domino's up account but I mean, yeah but then big. i just scroll and scroll and scroll but it, you know a part of me like wants to hate myself but another part of me is like most of that's just harmless me looking at like fun pictures or people doing makeup and yeah. I don't think that's destroying my brain but you know who else said this is harmless the people that drank the first Coca-Cola that had <laughs> I don't think they said it was, this is harmless they did <laughs> what, wait, what's Truly, your I can't time? believe this my, is your comparison <laughs> by the way <laughs> because I read it in a book called How to Break Up with Your Phone oh, and it I read that book I read it too well yeah but I didn't finish it I, I, was, I was doing <laughs> I'm distracted by I know. a tweet well then I was doing it for a while with the journal yeah. and everything and it was going really well and I felt really good what I didn't survive was the weekend with no phone Ooh. and I was like I'm out could you not I, or I, was it just it was really impossible for okay. me I will try again maybe but. to answer your question mine is 3 hours 50 minutes per day that's really nice for the last 7 days today's is 227 no you, I'm not looking for the- do you charge <laughs> it in the other room that's what I do now and that oh, does feel good at night at night yeah. I, don't I don't keep it by the bed stand but I keep it in the same room I got an alarm clock that does two I got an alarms? alarm clock too no but I just get up when it the nice I'll send you the one that I got because okay. the nice thing is that it's a sunrise effect so part of it is like a light yeah. lighting up and that kind of wakes you up and then it goes on because like that oh because that's another thing i use my phone for that's probably not a good habit but like i'm i'm such a terrible waker upper that often i'll just open instagram just to like shock my brain out of dreamland oh yeah enough to be like okay we're up we're that going with me this morning you with do a that piece too? Of news, yeah, so yeah i do that with the benefit of doing the alarm clock like i put it up on my dresser where i have to stand up to go turn it off mm-hmm. and then my phone's in the room so it's like if i really okay. want to go look at that i'm out of bed now yeah. that's yeah. Okay. It does feel a little better, but I'm still the worst. It's fine. <laughs> so let me ask you this. <laughs> I feel like, uh, and this is like a slightly different conversation person to person, but I was even talking about it for a long time with a friend of mine who doesn't do anything like publicly and doesn't do like acting or whatever, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But for you, do you feel like a goal would be to be so successful that you don't even have to use yes. it anymore? Is that truly the goal? I think it's, uh, amazing when you see there it's always people who've been around for a long time who don't need it like yeah. like Scarlett Johansson doesn't have it or whatever and yeah. it's like well yeah you don't need it everyone knows who you are and you're going to get work and there's no need to remind us of who mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. um, but there are not a lot of up and coming people who don't use it like there are a handful but you then you wonder would it affect them positively if they had a social media presence yeah, I don't would know would they be bigger would it do something but or then it add mystery if they don't have that's and then the there's thing. that yeah. there's that like yeah. uh, you know who's someone I guess Zach Woods is kind of uh, yeah, a similar class to mine too yeah. there's you a know. girl in the you know the movie Wild Horses did you see that or no mm. Thoroughbreds the movie no. or the team <laughs> thinking Wild Horses because <laughs> of you our movie oh Thoroughbred Anya Taylor-Joy or no, the other, the other one. That. The other one doesn't have a social media account, or at least not a public one. Oh, uh, she works, and she's great. And yeah. she was in um, Vanity Fair on Amazon, and I really like her to the point where I was like, I want to go follow her, and then she wasn't there. Yeah, but she started yeah. Spielberg movies and forget like. Well, there I, are again, people where they're cast her, she's younger because than us. they have millions of followers, and they don't even like necessarily have to be talented. But like mm-hmm. that's like a conversation that's happening behind the scenes now. So it is like. 
a weird thing to feel like, well, I'm not going to do that because it does they do compare and contrast people yeah. based on their followers well because yeah. I be, uh, there's the there's a the woman that just got the late night show on NBC kind of based on her YouTube and oh, like oh yeah Lily Instagram Singh. that's right mm-hmm. and then Billie Eilish obviously is like the millennial success story mm-hmm. everyone's talking about but it did it is I feel like everyone I talk to because again even with my friend last night who's just like Working in retail in Colorado Springs, she says, "I need it for my job for X, Y, and Z reasons." Wow, yeah. So everyone, everyone thinks that. Everyone thinks that. And how much is it actually? Yeah. True. Yeah. Because if you if you actually, because I'm I, sure it'd be fine if I just deleted it. I think you would be fine. Like, would and you? And then that's scary though because I love it. Do you? What <laughs> What do you feel like? <laughs> for For all of us, what do you think is the best case scenario of like what you get out of? Being on Instagram or to, oh, we didn't even do like the app breakdown of how many hours you were no. on. Because, nah, okay, so for the, for the last seven days, most used was Twitter, nine hours and 10 minutes for me and five hours and 56 minutes on Instagram. Okay, so here's where we differ because my Instagram is 15 hours, Ooh, but my baby. Twitter is three. Okay. So wow, I, interesting. I'm mainly on Instagram. You're extremely online on Instagram. Yeah, I'm and like an hour a day on Instagram. Jump yeah, in, jump out. An hour a day. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm a couple hours a day. Ugh. But I feel like what what I get out of it, I would say, is connecting with people. I actually feel like I get to know people more by having it, by seeing them, messaging back and forth. I like stay in touch with friends who live in New York. I yes. message them all day long with like stupid things that we see and whatever. And, and you like, don't feel like that's taken away from your relationships or right. like undercut the real time you would have spent with them or whatever. No, I think it's more. I think yeah. I, I actually communicate more with some people than I would. That's mm. that's the like bone I have to pick with a lot of the attitudes I get from the Kirk Camerons of the world, which is just like, you're not even talking to each right. other like That anymore. woman who is like, you're not really connecting. Yes, <sighs> or like you're not, you know, you're all just on your phones and you are, you don't have relationships anymore or whatever. I'm like, that's just patently untrue. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's true. I think the phone is like neutral. Mm-hmm. I think it's a neutral rectangle. Yes. You know, that you can't <laughs> exactly. use either like, way. It, it's a mirror. Yeah. You will you will play into it what you want it to it's be. It's almost like a black mirror of well, sorts. If I don't you, know. Well, you I think about actually, it. I mean, that just gave me an amazing idea. Mirror. I've got to go. Okay, so. Oh, no. Oh, man. But, but yeah, because I, I do think about the best case scenario and it is like relational. It is like literally relational in a lot of ways where it's yeah. like, I've met friends that way, yeah. or like for like I've like seen a artwork I would have follow. never seen. Yeah. I get inspiration. Yes. I learn. I read articles I wouldn't have or like seen. Like a booking thing, yeah. Or say exchanging Paddington. I was gonna fan say art. like learning like that you were into that. Like I would never have known that, and it's like yeah. a fun connection. Like, and and imagine if, <laughs> if instead of posting it on Twitter, I just like texted you all that <laughs> stuff. like a, like a 15 like, page uh, thread Lauren like, we need to meet for two hours <laughs> and then let's uh, talk about padding to together you. yeah it would just be like so strange I mean you like, could do that yeah, yeah I mean I'm down I'd have less friends but uh, more connections <laughs> fewer friends yeah but fewer friends excuse me thank yep. you but yeah I always think about the best case scenario of what it is because you look at people like J.K. Rowling or Lin-Manuel Miranda where it's like you literally don't need to use this right at all right but they do. But there's something about it that's cool. Because suddenly, like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I personally feel it'd be cooler if J.K. Rowling was mysterious. Yes. Because especially her. Yeah. I'm like, the world you created is amazing. Like, go do whatever you want. Don't tell like, people how people poop. Don't go tell, vacation like, don't yeah. get into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, like, 
the way she's revealing these facts about the characters so strange. is really interesting. She's George Lucas. I wonder if she would say that Twitter has been good for her or not. I think it, her presence there is a testament to the fact that she believes that is, right? Right, because you would think like maybe she likes hearing from all the fans and feels like it. Or maybe she feels or... bedeviled by all the fans and like yeah. she needs to have answers and they're asking her weird like specific queries that she has to like figure out. Yeah. Or maybe if you're richer than God, you you just, just get tortured. bored. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. like just like, want to retweet just haters. Just shoot off and... some stuff today yeah. and yeah. Like, rock imagine people's that. world. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that because, you know, yeah. gosh. I know. I was yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine about that because it's something again with this documentary, it's so frustrating because this actually is important to think about yes. in a thoughtful and meaningful way. And the documentary again just like sidesteps every opportunity. Yes. Th- there's testimonials about like the guy who got addicted those to porn. Those were the worst. Oh, and, and the, the guy that got bullied. Those were so ineffective. I, I really was like you guys like <laughs> first of all not the people that need like, what and, and I don't mean to be cavalier me no I don't mean to be like really mean <laughs> but like it can fuck about you no. me. <laughs> um, but I he is fat I know I know I felt, what I you felt like was that. I wanted people who were able to articulate it better yes to talk about this experience yeah. because I was like this guy being like it was bad, but now it's okay. I still get mean comments, but I don't care. And I was like, what am I getting from this? Like, and then that girl, I don't know. I just felt, and the woman who was like, I was in porn because someone told me that this body is what I was going to yes. one, one person showed me one image and then and nothing I was like, ever happened. That was not, it was not the crime you, that then, you got yeah. into porn. It's the crime that like someone showed you that as a kid and told you this is that's all you'll creepy. ever be. Like that's yeah. just, that's just a problem with patriarchy, not yes. like technology or whatever. I will say one of the interview subjects reminded me of kind of like, my thought process with you anytime I post something. I would always get comments um, just about how ugly I looked at a picture <laughs> and then I would, I would delete never the picture say that to just you. because of the rude comment because I didn't want my mom seeing <laughs> just to see what I was going through. Specifically my mom. You're worried about your mom. Because she will text me and say like, are you and Caroline doing okay? <laughs> she will. No. Oh, I was like, that'd be Come so on. really bummed me out. No, and obviously all those are um, DMs that you sent Yeah, I, You're not I was, mean <laughs> enough to do it publicly. I was yeah. telling Kevin, even when we watched the trailer for this, that I was like kind of mad at those kids that did the testimonial because I'm like, you're betrayer <laughs> like you're purposely like playing into this narrative yeah. he has that, like once you became a christian technology wasn't a problem for you or something dumb. or that like all of the internet is just full of bullies and like whatever but are there like yeah. christian groups online where people can connect yes. and that's like amazing too yeah, like so many of those hey, check out the good christian fun group yeah. on Facebook. Well, I'm I, don't sure think, I don't think thriving. the movie yeah. is like anti-online well, Kirk yeah. says at one point she like we can't expect people to get off the internet yeah. and then that one kid does say I deleted my Facebook and my Instagram <laughs> right. and I got off the internet. So it's like, it's a couple of things going on know. at the same time. I think it was, I think honestly what it was, was like parents need to have extreme control over this internet thing because mm-hmm. it's good, but also like, wow, it's so scary and we need to like not trust them with anything. Because essentially the, um, I'm going to borrow a, a term from a piece I read that I'll talk about later, but the solution, especially at the end with the spawn con with the little thing, is just like a digital chastity belt in yeah, the sense yeah. of like, it'll kill the Wi-Fi in your house I if you buy this device. Cool. <laughs> you think it's cool? Well, no, honestly, I was thinking like that is kind of like an effective thing if it's dinner time or whatever and you want your kids to come down or get off the computer yeah. to turn off the Wi-Fi for yeah. an hour. Like that's not a bad solution. But then you just connect to the three G. Yeah. But if you give them a phone that that doesn't have, if they don't have LTE on their phone, 
checkmate. Yeah, if you only give them a wireless. <laughs> Always three steps ahead. Yeah, only an internet phone. Yeah. Oh, but and I like going to cafes where it's like no Wi-Fi. Talk to like I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I always it's feel like, like to... stop being my daddy. You know. Well, which yeah. is it with you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be my daddy. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Okay. I'm not. Oh, but speaking of daddy, so I looked up that guy's um, youknowkids.com, and I feel like this also including the box kind of explained oh, the thing. And so this is the things that uh, his software did for you. It would track your child's sent, received, and deleted text messages. Ooh. View your child's deleted. phone calls, applications, photos, videos, web history, and search history. Track your child's social activities on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Know who is connecting with your child online on the mobile phone. Discover your child's hidden or secret public networking accounts. And know where your child is currently located with scheduled check-ins and geofences. Hack your child's LinkedIn and profile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was really intense. That's really invasive. Yeah. I and mean, it, I, I get it because it is like... I remember when I first got the internet, I like... Um, came up to my Lost mom and I, mind. Was like, <laughs> well, and I was like I made a friend online we're gonna be pen pals I gave her my address oh god oh <laughs> my mom was like no don't do that and then I was like okay and then nothing ever happened obviously it was fine yeah but like that was my instinct at you know 12 yeah. or whatever Make a friend yeah so it is like I could see kids doing crazy stuff that you don't know about but but then uh, to, to monitor every text they receive. I know. Well, that's, that's like I, that's talking on the you, phone. Like, it's yes. like your privacy. Yes. Like, I don't know. Especially with a teenager. Like, to me, that's where you get in trouble. And then the kid does hide stuff from right. you. And you don't have the relationship with them to, like, be open with you something because it would be so mad that you have a Finsta account. Well, that's mm-hmm. why this movie's so strange because the guy he visits at the ranch in Dallas or whatever it is. <laughs> what was that guy? Basically. But then he basically says, like... Let them just make, let them make mistakes. They're going to screw up. Mm-hmm. Like, just allow them. And then mm-hmm. they'll come to you for wisdom, dad. But like his, his advice was basically like, just, just keep a go. loose grip. And then yeah. like, Free and range. then they'll come crawling back to you. Yeah. Essentially, like he said something like, and that's when Kirk got like teary eyed. <laughs> but what you're saying that's getting me teary is that perhaps it's better to allow your children the freedom to make the mistakes knowing the painful consequences that will come. It's his first day on earth. (laughs) To have the opportunity to be the one there to speak wisdom to them and have them want to come talk with you about it because bad decisions are inevitable. We're human, we're broken, we're sinful, we're rebellious. I am too. But but what happens is those consequences validate everything that you've taught them. It It validates it. And (laughs) validates that God's word is true. And it doesn't mean I lose it. It means I deepen it. I will say at the beginning of this doc, I wasn't sure actually how Christian it was going to be because even yeah. in the trailer it wasn't like super yeah. that's why Jesus died for your phone or whatever the case <laughs> for your may phone. be yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I love you <laughs> Jesus is Bill Clinton <laughs> yeah, on the cross he yeah, is, hey. yeah. Um, but then yeah it was pretty extremely threaded throughout the pastor they yeah. talked to who I then looked up on YouTube and uh, not a great guy not, not, not really? like His the voice best was man I know I was like he probably came to LA to be a voice actor and yeah. then became a pastor instead he was the one who introduced the devil to the documentary <laughs> it was like <laughs> the devil's coming through the phone I was yeah. like and that got Kirk really riled up yeah he was like yeah <laughs> There's an extended sequence in which Kirk Cameron slays the personification of technology, which is the devil. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd recommend go watching that sequence if you want to. This movie is on Netflix, by the way, which most people have, so you should check it out. We almost made you purchase a rental. (laughs) I was so thrilled for Kirk that it was on Netflix. That's a big win for him. Honestly, good for him. Honestly, big. One, One of the nuggets from the doc that actually did kind of 
enjoy thinking about was the idea that relationship dictates belief. So they said, if you're like present in your kid's mm-hmm. life and you're like talking with them, like obviously, and again, it sounds like one of those so stupid, it's dumb things, but that being a part of it, because I think about that, honestly, in the life of like Christians who have homophobia and then they're friends with like one gay person. They're like, oh wait, maybe never mind. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the idea that relationship dictates belief is very powerful. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like we were talking about best case scenario with our social media and phones and stuff. If the relationship that's dictating belief is like the relationships that we actually do enjoy some of the like benefits and fruit from like connecting with people and like sending funny stuff or like commenting on stuff that we Mm -hmm. both like or or something like that. If like that relationship dictates the belief that like, Oh, you know what? Like I can be on this thing. It's not gonna be poisonous for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lose my mind Mm -hmm. and it can be okay. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I think I've had periods where I felt it was poisonous for me where I was like, and that's what led me to buy the book or whatever, where I was going like, I'm seeing people the wrong way through this like social media lens. Like people are annoying me who wouldn't otherwise annoy me. And then that was like feeling really bad. Mm. And I was like, that's my problem. I need to like not be on this so much. It's not, it's, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just posting a picture and suddenly I, I'm <laughs> yeah. pissed. I'm mad. Yeah. yeah it's uh-huh. like, this is not healthy. Yeah. But I do, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I've, uh, I don't know what's changed in me, but like uh, something has changed a little bit where I, I don't feel I get that riled up yeah. by things right now with it. But I, I do think that I spend too much time on it and that I would rather be like learning a skill, but it's right. not affecting my like relationships negatively. The piece that you just like said that stuck out to me too is like you remembered to self-regulate and figure yeah. this out. And I think that's a weird thing in this movie too is they don't, trust that kids can also figure out how to self-regulate especially teenagers yeah and I feel like I've read online or like known teenagers online who are actually like really balanced good people and also aren't like completely enamored with social media and are very aware of its like negative effects on the psychological development of their brain and everything it's not as if every kid is like an ignoramus that is just like I think I'll be on Instagram forever and let it ruin my life and I'm not even gonna notice you know the doctor at one point has a long run where it's like listen, it's not their fault that they're morons. It's not their <laughs> fault that they're like little infantile brains can. Yeah. It's not their fault that they expect everything. And it is, yeah, like a really condescending, I will say it is not a viewpoint I think Mr. Rogers would have about social media stuff where it's yeah. like, yeah. well, kids are going to be dumbasses, so take their phones. Yeah. Like, I mean, like kids do have developing anger. brains and yeah. like they do, like you can argue like kids get addicted to stuff more yeah. easily than adults do and stuff, whatever. But yeah, but they're not completely without like willpower or scruples and like yeah like your relationship with them as a parent or that will teach them to like have a healthy distrust for like bad stuff or Mm -hmm. evil things or to have like enough self-esteem to know that if someone's bullying them that's not true or to like figure out a way to get out of the situation or whatever Mm. well let's get to our final thoughts about the movie the way this works lauren so we give a thumbs up or a thumbs down a holy roast a holy toast holy toast we send the movie all the way to heaven so loud <laughs> holy roast we you know we send it to hell we're Kurt battling the demon of the iCloud that demon was cute by the way did you notice that the demon yeah, yeah the like eyes cute yeah. Face. Uh-huh. the demon could get it or we send it to the space between purgatory blah 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 oh good that's an option because the space yeah. between yes yeah. we'll start with Caroline um, I'm a holy roast. I mean, we, for all the reasons we've talked about, it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny that he is on this like string of weird pseudo documentary movies that are really just him 
lecturing the whole hour. Yeah. And then pulling, like selectively pulling the evidence for himself, which I do now that I think about it. Maybe you're the Kirk Cameron. Holy toast. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, that's great. I don't know who I am. What an evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We turn to Lauren. I um, was going to put it in the space between, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, it's more of a holy roast, but there are some elements where I think, well, it's good to notice that we're doing this. I felt like it's not even, it didn't really feel like a documentary to me because he acts so much in it. Like <laughs> the beginning, <laughs> yes. like he came out into like that whole walk and talk, but he like He's messed it up. He's always driving somewhere. Like, yeah. yeah. We didn't talk like, about the framing device of like, he has to go to Chick-fil-A, on the refuel way. his car and go to the beach. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't That's, know. The, the, yeah, you're right. The whole like threat is him driving to the beach. It's a road trip. He stops to long. interview these people. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, can I have eight <laughs> Chick-fil-A burgers? <laughs> And fries. And you think there's going to be some punchline of like, see, even that interaction is better than what we do in our phones. But it's just like, all right, he's bye. Almost, he's almost Straight rude. Chick-fil-A. They're like, do you want drinks? Like, no, drink just the fries. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I will say uh, Holy Roast, but it's watchable, right? Like, it's Oh, yeah. It's, it's bingeable. Um, uh, I'd love to watch it. It's very bingeable. Yeah. I binged it in an hour ten. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. In one sitting, yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. You, you watched yeah. the whole thing. Uh, I, I, too, will give it a Holy Roast because... Again, it's like with stuff like this, it's never like whether it's bad or not that bumps me out. It's always like when it's like a missed opportunity for like a, a, a more interesting thing yeah. or more interesting discussion. And it's one of those things, and this was a piece I was meaning to read for a while, but Gia Tolentino from The yes. New Yorker put out this excellent piece called What It Takes to Put Away Your Phone mm. that kind of goes through the whole cycle of this thing where she talks about like, Here's the apps I put on my phone. Here's the thing I did in my browser. Here's how I try to protect myself. And I read this I book and I read that book. I noticed you said digital chastity belt. And I was like, oh, that was a quote from her. Yeah, that was a quote <laughs> from that particular piece. Uh-huh. Because it was like all these things, which I guess the idea of a chastity belt is not going to work that well. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that piece really encapsulates like the kind of value neutral idea of like what a phone is in our lives. And she talks about a book coming out that seems really good. Uh, it's not out yet, so I don't know, but it's called how to do nothing resisting the attention economy with Jenny O'Dell. I just recommend everyone. Uh, if you don't watch this movie, just read that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So much more helpful. Yeah. 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 Although I did like that book, How to Break Up with Your Phone. I did too, and there was a lot to learn. And I mean, it had good tactics for like weaning yourself off. And mm. I'll try it again. You know, I had a good summer with it. Like I had a couple did of days you? where it's like I left my phone at home a couple of times. Oh, and I used you brought my your iPod, iPad pod, my iPod, your iPod. Yeah, so yeah. I just listen to music and podcasts on mm. it, which is good. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like if it's not connected to the end, it feels different. It know? is different. I guess yeah, so. yeah. I I want to try again. Yeah. I don't know. It felt good to get my numbers down. That was exciting at the time. Like my screen time was way lower. And then I was like, I'm feeling good. Do you have a goal uh, number? <laughs> I would love to get down to like two hours a day. Two hours would be But good. I'm at five and a half or more. <laughs> I think today was even higher. But I think that counts also, <laughs> not to be keep like justifying, but I think that counts like being on Spotify or podcasts. That's like annoying. Yeah, and my map. So I'm like, that I'm doesn't like, count. The ways yes. really Ma- messes the map, up my That's thing. hours yeah. a week. That, yeah. And honestly, yeah. we need to call that out. Because and I think honestly, that, uh, Tim Cook. culture <laughs> is um, oppressive. <laughs> no, because like we <laughs> should all, we all lose like a lot of hours actually Jeez, if yes, we cut out the map. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. In LA, we're driving around for so many hours a week. I always have my map on. Traffic yeah, I had a two-hour round trip. That's why mine was so high yesterday. And if it wasn't for that, yeah, I had to go to Malibu and back. Yeah, uh, it's for big. something. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I'm always like, eh, it's fine. 
I'm yeah. like trying to be balanced. I remember I like to read. I'll do that every once in a while. Otherwise, I'm fine. Do you have a potential philosophy that you think even now, like if you were to have kids one day, that you would want to pass on to them with it? Um, There's things of what not to do that we learned from this yeah. documentary. But. Well, I guess I kind of sprinkled it throughout. I guess it would be just like a lot less fear-based rules around kids and everything and, and that like the world is terrible and they're going to get at them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a lot more like cultivate a really good self-image including like body image and your own self-esteem and that'll help you in a big way um think about why you're on their line or why you're posting things is it for validation or is it because you like to share stuff if it's sharing stuff that's fine who cares and like uh enjoy it i don't know have fun find weird stuff and tell me about it (laughs) send mommy the memes keep them coming yeah and then if you ever feel unsafe or attack like tell me and we'll talk about it. That's and I, so I won't scare you. I won't go call the police right away. Like, we'll deal with it or whatever. Just making yeah. it, like, not so intimidating or yeah. intense. There was a book I was skimming where the rule with it with uh, families was it, w- it was kind of a knockoff of uh, Michael Pollan's Rules for Food. Mm. And the maxim was basically instead of, like, eat food, mostly plants, not too much, it was, like, use screens, not too much, mostly with each other. Yeah. And I feel like even when I, like, send you memes or something, yeah. that, it, that it does kind of, like, that is a with each other. That's so yeah. fun. In a way. The yeah. worst of it is, like, when I'm isolated. And when it feels mm-hmm. like an isolating thing rather than a connecting and thing. And I can get very sad in that yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah, or if I'm yeah, if I'm too scared to tell someone something scary or or I'm scared to go out tonight or something and so I step my phone. Like mm-hmm. that's not a good choice. Totally. Screens yeah. are scary. Good ad Christian Fun Pod, you can vote too. Get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. And take the iron throne. And don't forget to Westeros. stay online and comment, like it. Hit that like anything button. you see. Rate and subscribe on <laughs> yes. iTunes. Yes, interact with us online. <laughs> Constantly. We need engagement <laughs> all I'll be the there. time. I'll talk to you. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I did notice in the credits they put everybody's at handle. I know. I was like, and everyone's verified? Kind yeah. of defeats what? the purpose. I know. I like, when he put the verified check mark, I was like, What okay. is happening? I know. It was I very must know strange. for a fact when that movie came out, Kirk Cameron was not verified <laughs> on Instagram because it was like, they didn't even he made a whole thing. post of like, hey guys, I got the blue check mark. And then why is he so happy about that? I don't know. That's, back, that's backwards. Heart. Lauren, this is the time on the show where we bring it down. And instead of plugging our projects and promoting our social media handles mm-hmm. like we've been talking about, we lift them up to the Lord as a wow. sacrifice to Him. Isn't that <laughs> beautiful? Awesome. I love Isn't that, that cool? So we start with Caroline. Uh, you can lift me up on Twitter and Instagram. To <laughs> 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 the Why? Lord uh, at Caroline's Farts. And uh, this week, <laughs> the thing that I would like to lift up is um, an app that my friend told me about called Canopy with a K. And it's actually through your library. So if you have a library card... Was the friend Jossie? No, it oh. was um, our friend Tim. Oh. Um, but if you enter that in, there's a whole bunch of movies you can watch and stream online. Oh, cool. It's like last night I watched this cool French movie that's like not on Netflix or Hulu or anywhere for free, but you have like this whole wealth there. So it's a good way to check out stuff that's like not on Netflix. Hey. Yeah. Love it. We turn it to Lauren. Um, you can lift me up at Lauren Labkiss on Instagram and Twitter. And um, you can listen to my podcasts um, through the internet, uh, Raised by TV and Freedom with special guest Lauren Lapkus. Mm. And um, if I'm if I'm just going to lift up something that oh, yeah, you're lift enjoying. Up, yeah, something you're enjoying in secular culture. Mm, what am 
am I enjoying? Well, I just watched a show I enjoyed on Netflix called Special. Hey, yeah, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah, you can check it out. It's about a gay you guy with cerebral bought palsy. Bought their merch right away too. <laughs> my shirt's <says laughs> oh, special. That's right. <laughs> oh my god, that's is a- this spawn? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I'm just thinking about this show I like. <laughs> I have nothing to do with the show. I just I did enjoy. I saw the preview for that. It looked really good. Yeah, I really you liked it. it. Yeah, yeah. And you can lift it. up next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can lift me up on Snapchat, which I still use all the time. Wow. <laughs> brave. Uh, love filters. <laughs> that would be brave. Yeah. Yeah, I like talking like a cat. Yeah. And uh, Instagram and Twitter and Zanga and LiveJournal at wow. Kevin T. Porter. I'll lift up Blue Planet 2, the documentary on Netflix. Nice. Man, there's so much stuff going on in the ocean. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Those little sea guys. They don't even know. They don't even know about most of it. No, and they don't know they're in a documentary. Oh yeah, no, they're no, no. stars. That's what's mm-hmm. so funny. It's amazing. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. We donate dollars to charity for that. Yeah, check out our Patreon if you want to. Patreon social media, I guess, right? You can talk mm-hmm. to each other on that. Oh, yeah, it is. Comment. There is a whole side of that where you can just start conversations that mm-hmm. I think people aren't aware of. Yeah. Do it. I see Patreon not so much as money for me as more like a dialogue between people <laughs> who want to wow. give money to me. <laughs> so generous. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And hey, Lauren, thank you for being on this. Thank you, for Lauren. Thanks, me. For, Thanks for sharing this time. Time. Yes. What a great time. You're a Christian now. Oh, Yay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Congrats. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Great. Uh, same time, I'm same place. about my new community. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, and we're here for you. Anything you need prayer, just let us know. Thank you. And all of Pod's people said, Amen. Amen. Now let's get our old image of Kirk out and bring back the one we enjoy the most. Let's get funky. Show me that smile. Show me that Bible again. <laughs> no! Alan Thick. Right. <laughs> I did think Alan Thick was very handsome yeah. as a young he girl. He wrote the song, you know that? Did no. he write yeah. it? Oh, wow. He wrote another thing. I know song he wrote too. Facts of Different Life. Strokes. He wrote uh, Facts yeah. of Life for sure. Or maybe he didn't write this one, he wrote that one. Maybe I'm mixing it up. Hmm. Cool. Well, it's confusing because. It, no. Yeah, he's singing both parts. <laughs> he's a chameleon voice wise. Wow. He's like Mel Blanc. Oh, man. We'll see you next week on the show. Goodbye. Oh, hey, y'all, it's Mamie Grant. Oh, another fun episode with the whole gang and the whole squad. Well, let me tell you about next week's episode. Next week on GCF, Kevin and Caroline are watching God's Not Dead 2, the sequel. Uh, They covered that first one like two years ago or something. They're finally watching the sequel, God's Not Dead 2. I got no commentary for it. People are going to believe what they want to believe. Whatever. Who gives a crap? (laughs) That's kind of the motto of this show. People are going to believe what they believe. Whatever. Who cares? That's all next week on GCF. That was a HeadGum Podcast.